of us have been meditating. Uh, our community has seen lots of deaths. And uh, I know that uh, Texas, the little kids got killed at that school and the teacher. And, uh, you know, not too long ago, uh, African-Americans were attacked again in Buffalo uh, because of the color of their skin. And, uh, and 10 of us was killed there. Uh, but all through our history in this country and all through our history in the world, uh, black people have been sought out to be slaughtered. So I don't know what's up with this pretty beautiful melanin that the Lord has given us. Um, I don't know why people hate us so much, um, but I'm not worried about all of that. I know that uh, the Lord tells us not to worry about the person that can destroy the flesh. He said, worry about the one that will destroy the soul. So the devil is a liar and the devil is continuing to lie to men and women on this planet. And uh, he continues to have his way. But God saved you and I so that we can tell everybody our story. Amen. That he, that he saves, he sets free, and he delivers. He didn't save us so that we can go buy fancy cars and fancy clothes and wear diamonds. He saved us for that. This world is temporary. We've got to let that stuff go. Because he told the, uh, the thief that was uh, hanging next to him, he said, Today you'll be with me in paradise. And I tell you right now, I don't know how long each and every one of us are going to live, but I'd rather be with him forever in paradise than this little world down here that's just temporary. So we've got to make some decisions this morning. In our passage of scripture, a man named Legion. Amen. I tell you right now, we ain't that far out as Legion was. <laughs> All right. We ain't that far out. But uh, I love the ending of how Legion, when the Lord told him, he said, go tell everybody your testimony. Go tell everybody what the Lord had did for you. I pray the Lord, if we had some good laborers out there, maybe we could have caught the young man and told him our testimony before he went into Avaldi shooting children. I pray that we could have told that other young man our testimony before he went in and started shooting at the supermarket. I pray that we could have told everybody our testimony before they killed the prophets, before they killed Jesus. But... You know, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send what laborers out there so that we can tell people our testimony. We listen because you're in this room. He told the disciples, he said, rejoice, not because spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We have to understand that even though physically and mentally, maybe we don't feel like we've transitioned, but the Lord has transitioned us because of our faith. It's not because of our works because we are sinners saved by grace. Every now and then, the fish will let you know that he belongs in water. And every now and then, our flesh will let you know <laughs> we sinners. You hear me? So don't get caught up when somebody falls. We, we ain't worried about nobody falling. We're worried about whether or not they're getting up. Come on, T, get on up. Come on, Mark, get on up. Come on, John, get on up. Well, I fail. It's okay. I fail too. I'm sorry, it's just our nature to fall. All right, but we read God's word because it says, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to God's word. And I believe the more that we eat that, we eat his flesh, we eat that unleavened bread. The scripture has no sin in it that it will begin to repair our hearts, okay? He'll begin to wash us. And it's something that we have to do. It's a requirement. It's a commandment that the Lord tells us. He says, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. And then make your way prosperous and have great success, all right? It's not something that you can put off. It's something that has to be daily. Give us this day our what? Daily 
bread. It can't be something that you just say, I'll get with you later on. You can't get with him later on. There was five wise and five foolish. They wanted to, I'll get with you after a while. You can't get with him after a while. You got to work while it's day, all right? Because nighttime is coming. Each and every one of us will face our nighttime. I don't know when it's coming, but we got to work while it's day. We got to make a decision and a choice to choose ye this day whom we'll serve. So in Mark chapter five, familiar story here, beginning at verse six, all right? And if you get home, read the whole thing. I love this. I love this beautiful story. We'll probably preach it. If the Lord allows us to live another nine years, we'll preach it probably nine more times. Amen. <laughs> uh, but it says, but when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him and cried with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with thee, Jesus, son of the most high God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And he asked him, What's your name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him that he would not send them away out of the country. Now, therefore, now there was there nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine, and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2,000 and were choked in the sea. And they that fed the swine fled and told in the city and in the country, and they that, uh, that went out to see what it was that was done. And they come to Jesus and see him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they that saw told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with them. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, Go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and has and had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him. And all did marvel. What a powerful story. What a powerful story. I tell you right now, sometimes we walk by people and, and we know, like, you know, there's uh, some people are walking through town and they just can't get away from whatever that thing is inside of them. My heart goes out to them. And uh, in the city all the time, I would see it a lot. And, uh, and here in this time right here, this man right here had a thousand demons inside of him and uh, couldn't get rid of it. The people in the town couldn't get rid of it. They chained him up. They did everything they can. You know how it is when somebody's in your household and that person just can't conduct themselves. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, they just got to start tripping. And every time you're like, why are you tripping? They don't even know why. Just sometimes each and every one of us are battling some things. But there's this philosophy that people preach about how, uh, I think it's Genesis chapter 6. And it cracks me up because people don't read the entire Bible. You have to read the entire Bible. You have to treat it like a court of law. You have to, when you say something, you have to be able to prove it. And we see here today that Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. That's John, 1 John chapter 3, I believe it is. He was manifested. He came into the world to destroy the works of the devil. And he reveals to each and every one of us that you're not wrestling with flesh and blood. Do you know that? Right here in this chapter, he reveals to the whole world 
that there are demons that are operating in a place that you and I can't see. You have to understand that God operates through man and Satan in order for him to fulfill his murderous plot. He operates through people too. He has to find a way into a man or a woman to work out his plan of stealing, killing, and destroying. And God says, you know, God ordained from the beginning that when he made this planet, he set man over the works of his hands and he gave man dominion over this whole earth. So in order for things to be done, God has to work through a man. In order for God to uh, take on the devil, he placed himself in a woman and he went through the matrix like anybody else. And you know what? He became a man and he walked around as a man. People don't understand that. They look at Jesus and say he was just a man. But Isaiah testifies and says that he is the king of kings. He's Lord of lords. He's ancient of days. He's Emmanuel or God with us. John testifies in the scripture. He says, you know what? In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And then this man right here, Legion. All right. That's, they didn't even call him by his name no more. You know, we talked about him before. And, and the more we sin, they call you pedophile. They call you a thief. They don't even call you by your name. There goes that thief. There goes that murderer. This man was so full of demons. They changed his name from Billy to Legion. They said, they said, mommy, what's wrong with that man? That's Legion. Come on, son. Keep on going. They changed your name to what you are. And this man was full of spirits. And these people preach a gospel in Genesis chapter six that demons actually laid with women and created these great men of renown, which is a lie. That's not the scripture. All right. They created tyrants, men that begin to go around and terrorize. Because God, we see when we study the scripture, said, you know what, Thomas, I'm going to give you this land over here. John, I'm going to give you this land over here. Chris, I'm going to give you this land over here. I'm going to give you this land over here. AJ, I'm going to give you this land over here. Jave, I'm giving you this land. And he started to divide the land up between his children. He told the children of Israel, I can't give you that land because I gave that land to Lot and his descendants. But these men got out of control. And they began to covet whatever you had. I like John's land, too, so I would go over and destroy John and take John's land. But in their thought process, they said that women started laying with spirits, but that's impossible. There's two different places. You got this realm that we live in, which is called the physical realm. And then we have the true place in which God dwells, and it's a spiritual realm. And Jesus begins to talk to us. He says, these spirits right here in this man he said, what is your name? And they said, we are legion. They didn't see people. Jesus talked to people before that only we as men and women have the physical uh, ability to uh, uh, be fruitful and multiply. That's been given to us. Everybody else in the spirit realm was not created, okay, through knowing their wife. They were created when God spoke, he made angels. It's a different realm. And when those angels, Jesus, I love him, when people started listening to him talk, he said, I said, he says, I beheld Satan fall. They said, how could you? It was way back before the fall of the garden. And you saw Satan fall from glory? He said, I, listen, he said I'm going to tell you all one thing. I know you don't know who I am. He said, but I saw that devil fall like lightning to the earth. That's what he says out of his own mouth. That's his own testimony. 
So that testimony that he says lines up with John's testimony. That in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. It has to line up. And when it says, let us make man in our image, it has to line up. It has to be consistent from Genesis to Revelation. And if it's not consistent and now angels can sleep with human beings, it's inconsistent. They want to go to the book of Jude and try to tell you that they left their own habitation. The only habitation that Satan was living, Jesus said he was in glory. But he wanted to lift himself up above, uh, above the most high God. And God sent his butt to earth. And the crazy thing about it is, is that he said, what is man that you are so mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visited him? Because you made man a little bit lower than angels. He said, we're just a little bit lower. But you know what? We have dominion over this earth. We have dominion over this place in which we live. And even the father, when he wants to come, he works through one of us. He says, come here, Thomas. I want you to do a work for me. And Thomas is like, I, I, I can't do that work. The Lord says, I'll put my spirit in you. And my spirit, it's not going to be by your strength nor by your might, but it's going to be by my spirit because we are facing spirits. And the devil is a murderer and he was a murderer from the beginning. That's what he did. We turn over to Genesis chapter four real quick, a familiar passage of scripture. Those of y'all that are, that are, um, Reading the first five books, encouraging everybody to read them. Just take 40 days and read it. When you get done out of Genesis, start over again. Just get into it. Let this book of the law not depart out of thy mouth, but meditate therein day and night. There is nobody that did a great work for the Lord ever read the New Testament. You got to understand me on that. Nobody read the New Testament when Elisha was doing a great work, when Samuel was doing a great work, when Elijah was calling down fire from heaven, they never read the book of John. Do you hear me? But I bet you they read the book of Moses. All right? When John the Baptist was doing his thing, I bet you he never read the book of Revelation, but I gave you right now, he read the book of Mo uh, Moses. David, when he was doing a great work for the Lord, he never read uh, Psalms, but I bet you he read the book of Moses. Everybody in here, you know what I'm saying? Should be reading what Moses wrote. Moses had 70 men. He said, I'm tired. Numbers chapter 11 said, I'm tired now. And the Lord said, I'm going to take the spirit off of you. And he put it on 70 men. And he said, now those 70 men will bear the burden with you. Jesus, we see over here when we get into the book, he said, I'm going to grab 70 people. And he took the spirit of God and put it on them. And he began to talk to them. And he said, you know what? Don't get excited about these spirits. That's what he told me. He said, don't get excited about the spirits being subject to you because that was, that was God's will anyway for us to walk on top of Satan's head. You understand? That was his will for us to have dominion over Satan. But he says, rejoice because your name is written in the Lamb's uh, book of life. All right? When Cain and Abel were going at it and doing their thing and the beginning. One was a keeper of the flock and another one was keeper. He would till the land and bring forth potatoes or whatever, some corn. You know, he's a little farmer. And there was something going on with Cain. Cain became very angry. And sometimes we see in our society today, some of these men or women become very angry. And when they become very angry, you have to watch anger because it's a gateway. We think about gateway drugs and great gateway pornography and gateway, all these different things. There's, something, there's a way into people that you and I don't understand. 
And the Lord says, you got to study this book because this is the way the enemy wants to get in. And Cain became very angry to the point where the Lord rolled up on Cain. Listen, I'm telling you right now, something happened and the Lord walked up on Cain and said, Cain, <laughs> you good? You ever, you ever see somebody so upset you got to stop what you're doing and get up and go talk to somebody in your family say you straight because you got to look on your face that you ain't you you thinking of some things your mother would say that to you she said I, I I gave birth to you I know that look on your face you better calm down go walk it off you ever have somebody tell you go walk it off and the Lord is telling Cain here to walk it off and he tells Cain he said if you do well to do well, as we study the book of Moses, he tells us what's right and what is wrong. When it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. If you want to know what righteousness is, then go back to uh, the book of Moses. Moses will tell you what is right and what is wrong. Amen? Amen? He says, if you do right or what is wrong, if you do right, if you do well, shall you not be accepted? Shall not your offering be accepted? Should, should, shouldn't your prayers be accepted? And if you do not will, it says sin lies at the door and unto thee his desire. It says Satan is always trying to find a place in. And he sits there and he watches us. But we can't see our enemy watching us. We talked about Balaam and how Balak called him to curse the children of Israel. And the children of Israel are just out there doing their thing. And they don't know that somebody is watching them from on top of the mountain. And he called a man to curse them. We don't know. You and I don't understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but always with spiritual wickedness. And the enemy is always watching you and I. He would go by Job's place and say, Lord, if you would just let me in. But there's such a fence around us. There's such a there's a wall around us. When the children of Israel began to build the temple, they put a wall around Jerusalem, symbolic to the wall that. The Holy Spirit puts around you and I. The enemy just can't get in like he wants to. It's sealed up. It's locked up. It's sealed by the Holy Spirit. He just can't get in. But in this place right here, the Lord is telling Cain, he says, hey, man, sin is at the door. That means like we're looking at the door right there behind the door. Satan is waiting and he sees his opportunity the whole time. He's patiently waiting. And when he sees the opportunity, when he sees us get angry. When he sees us get beside ourselves, sometimes when he sees us, he sees an opportunity because Satan is the murderer. Jesus says Satan is the murderer from the beginning. He didn't say Cain. He said Satan is the murderer. And when he saw the opportunity, the Lord told Cain, he says, hey, man, you better watch yourself because there's a door where he can get in. People say, well, was the snake the problem? Wasn't the snake because we read in Legion here that they had the ability to go into an animal. You hear me? They had the ability. He gave them permission. God gave them permission to go into an animal. That snake, I don't know if it walked or not, but the Lord physically judged that animal that he had gotten. All right. So that sin lies at the door and unto thee his desire and you shall rule over him. And sometimes today we don't feel like we can rule over our flesh because our flesh, the anger, the frustration, the jealousy, the rage, the hate, the lies, it begins to take over us. It's, and listen, he's always waiting. You could be in the supermarket and you say, you know what, man, I'm not stealing no more. But that spirit is waiting for an opportunity to cause you to, listen, to steal, 
to kill and to destroy. You got to know what you're working with. You got to know what's going on here. Listen, there is no spirit that will sleep with a woman because it's a spirit. God is a spirit. It's a different realm from us. All through scripture. Well, I love when Jesus comes on the scene because he was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. He's showing people right here in this message about legion that there is something else going on that these people can't see. And Cain talked with Abel, his brother, in verse eight. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. And the Lord said, what have you done? He said, what have you done? Now, listen, the Lord is not going to intervene because it should be us that are here, that are intervening, that are led by his spirit, that are moving by his spirit. It should be us uh, interceding and praying over our families and praying for our neighbors and praying for our nation. He tells us that in the scriptures that you and I should be praying because we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Let me tell you, the devil is a murderer. That's what he wants to do. Peter said, I'm telling you, I always meditate on what Peter said to Cornelius, and he said that Jesus went around healing all those that were possessed by the devil. Oppressed, I'm sorry. That's what he did. Everything that you and I read about it here, when we get to Matthew, the revelation, it was literally the devil. That's Peter's testimony. Even the anger that was in the people that caused them to scream out Barabbas and crucify him. Do you know that that was the devil? There was enmity between the woman's seed and the serpent. And they would scream out, crucify him. Amen. Let's go over to uh, Luke chapter 10. Some things we got to look at, got to see with our own eyes. Luke chapter 10 is like Numbers chapter 11. Verse 18. The chapter 10 of the book of Luke. It's just like Numbers chapter 11. Numbers chapter 11 reveals to us the Holy Spirit's work in Moses' life. You hear me? The Holy Spirit was on Moses. And here in Luke chapter 10, we know that the Spirit of God is on Yeshua or Jesus. Because John told us who you see the dove come down, the Holy Spirit land on and remain. That is the Mashiach. And it says here in chapter 10 and verse 1, it says the Lord appointed uh, other 70 also. The same way that they did back in Numbers chapter 11. God told him to grab 70 men. He said, Moses, go get 70 of them. And that's when you see men begin to prophesy. All right. That's what Joel chapter 2 verse 28. I shall pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. That's a whole nother different message right there. That's why Paul said, I would that you would prophesy. But over here in verse 18 is when Jesus said, he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. 
That's a whole other different realm than you and I live in. This is planet Earth. This is the first heaven. Then you got the second and the third. And when Paul talks about I was caught up to the third heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on what? Serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. Serpents because the devil came as a serpent to Eve, did he not? Remember the children of Israel getting stung out there in the wilderness? And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But notwithstanding in this rejoice not, he has to reveal to you and I what we are up against. Notwithstanding in this rejoice not, that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. The Bible always reveals to us what is going on, what is happening. We're going back to Mark chapter 5. We're going to get on up out of here. It's going to be all right. A lot of killings going on. You can't get mad at people because of the color of their skin. Remember, the enemy is always working. He is always trying to steal. He is always trying to kill. He is always trying to destroy. That's what he wants to do. Everybody make it. Going back to Mark chapter 5, and, and we're going to be back over here at uh, verse 9. So let me know when you make it. Amen. And we have to walk this thing out now that we kind of got the, we got everything laid out. You got to listen to what's going on here, all right? Because remember, Satan is what? A murderer. He's a murderer. His intention when he came into Legion's life, just like his intention when he comes into somebody's life that we know is to kill them. He's either working a plan. When he came into Cain's life, listen, his plot was to kill Abel. Abel's testimony was that his, his life or what his, his, his faith, Satan couldn't stand Abel's faith. Abel offered a much better sacrifice. And listen, Satan was the one that always would kill the prophets. You know that? It says, oh, Israel, you always kill the prophets. But right here, Jesus says that Satan is the murderer. And I'm going to reveal to you the intention of these demons in, in this man's life. I'm going to tell you what they really wanted to do to this man. And I mean, it was, must have been a fight going on. This brother was in the tombs and he's trying to hold on. You ever be trying to hold on to your life? You ever see people try to hold on? Sometimes you go by them in the city. I would walk by them and it seems like they were just trying to hold on to something. You ever just trying to hold on? And their mind is a battle going on between them and the spirit that's in them. And that person is trying to hold on. And thank God that he saw Jesus. He said them spirits saw Jesus afar off. Verse 9, he asked them, what's your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion, for we are many, that many in a man. Because a man became a living soul. So the spirit of God comes and he comes inside your soul and nothing else can get in there. So can a man or a woman of God that is saved and filled by the spirit of God be possessed? Negative. All right. And he besought him much that he would not send them away out of the country. These spirits are now occupying this man. They're not flesh and blood where they can lay with the women. That's not it. Their natural estate was in glory. They were angelic beings. You can't see him. Sometimes when angels are show up, the Lord will allow 
Okay, if it's his will for you to see like Elijah, Elisha prayed and said, open the man's eyes. And he opened his eyes and realized that they weren't surrounded by the Assyrian army. They were surrounded by angelic beings all around them. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of swine feeding. And these demons are starting to plead for their life because they know who Jesus is. And all the devils, it says. It says all the devils besought him saying, send us into the swine that we may enter into them. They want to occupy something. Do you hear me? Because them living out here, they can't touch us. They're outside the fence. They can't get in. They can't work. They need to be in. They have to be inside something to work out their plan. And I'm telling you, their plan was to kill this man. So Jesus gave them leave and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine and the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about 2000 and were choked in the sea. The battle was to kill this man. Today, the battle that Satan wants to do is still kill. When we open our Facebook up or our phone and. They can't tell you all the killings that happened all across the world, but you know somebody's dying. It just seemed like the whole month of May was people getting killed. But we know that more and more people are being killed than that. That's just the news that was made. All right. That was the one they picked out to really, you know, get you interested. But people are being killed every day. That's his, I, listen, when they when the, when those spirits went into the pigs. They were able to fulfill their mission. They killed the pigs. They went into that man with one purpose only to kill that man. That man was holding on until he saw Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? And you, I'm telling you, some people in our families are holding on. You say, man, you know Billy's crazy. <laughs> you know Sally crazy. Y'all you, you, know what I'm saying. They are holding on to their mental faculty. When you go to these institutions where they have these people in there, these people are seeing things and speaking things and, and they're barely holding on. They're trying to medicate these people. Just like they tried to medicate this man with chains. They put him in the tombs over there with dead bodies and hoping that he would die. Because I'm telling you, Satan comes to what? Steal, to kill, and destroy. The ending of this right here is when he said, go ahead then. Go, go fulfill your mission then. And they went into the swine and they killed the pigs. 2,000 pigs died that day. Did the pigs do anything? Was it the whole time the pigs were living there, they didn't try to eat nobody. They were out there just being pigs. They were trying to get set up for the next barbecue. <laughs> they, were, they were there to be killed. They weren't there to kill nobody. I ain't trying try to hurt nobody. I'm like, Rodney King, can we all just get along? <laughs> this little piggy went to the market. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, lost, <laughs> they lost a lot of money that day. I'm telling you, when Satan kills in our community, there is a lot of revenue lost. A lot of things happen when there is death in a community. It'll never be forgotten. He makes it just the same way that this impact is going to happen in this community when he sends that uh, legion out of that man. Is the same. The opposite is going to happen when they fulfill their mission and they kill somebody in the community or they killed all those children. It's, it's something's going to happen. 
Columbine High, when those children were, uh, were angry and upset, and Satan got into those children, those children came up with this great idea to take guns and, and, and to go into the school and begin to kill innocent people. Abel was an innocent person. He worshiped the Lord. The Lord said, I accept your offering, Abel. But Cain, he came to Cain and said, Cain, there's a problem. Houston, we got a problem. We got a big problem. There would have been a big problem here if Legion would have had an Uzi. <laughs> it wouldn't have been the swine that died that day. <laughs> the people would have been asking for Jesus after about 30 minutes because he'd have been popping off on the whole village. You hear me? Man. Listen to this. And they come to Jesus in verse 15 and him that was possessed with the devil and had the Legion sitting and clothed in his right mind. And they were afraid. That's what the Lord was trying to get Cain to understand. You out of your mind, son. Sorry, y'all. That's what we tell people when they're so full of rage. They're so angry. He's out of his mind. He lost it. And when the people saw him clothed and in his right mind, they were in awe. Because no man on the planet, I don't care what they did, could contain Legion. Because we were wrestling not against flesh and blood. They were looking at flesh and blood. And they were thinking that it was about flesh and blood. It was always about spirits. And verse 16 says, they saw, and they, they that saw told them how it befell him that he was possessed with the devil. And concerning the swine, they began to pray. How can you pray for God to get up out of your life? The word they use for them is to pray. Why would somebody put that in there? That they prayed to Jesus that he would leave. You and I pray for him to come on in. And these people are praying. I know that why they choose this word. Because you and I pray and say, Lord, let your will be done in my life. But right here they use this word pray. Just like you would tell somebody, I pray for you to leave. Why would they use that word? What is wrong with that countryside? What is wrong with the people there? So there's two different types of prayers going on in this world. One for the Lord's will to be done and one for God's will not to be done. Lord, get up out of here. There was two different types of son. One that prayed for God's will to be done and one that prayed for God to get up out of his life. He said, am I my brother's keeper? Is it my job to look out for my boy? <laughs> we were talking about trust issues earlier in Sunday school. Is that my job? Hey, my job. And you got people like that that say, that ain't my job. He a grown behind man. He, that's on him. When it should be our job when we see our brother or sister in trouble, spiritually, physically, emotionally, to leave them in that state should be our job. They said, Jesus, get up out of here. Verse 18. And when he was coming to the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him. This word prayer is going on again. He begins to pray to Jesus that he might be with him. This man right here is clothed and in his right mind. Sometimes we claim to be in our right mind when we're sitting here in church. And we ain't praying. He's, when you're in your right mind. It's in him that you live and move and have your being. But when we leave out of here, we begin to trust in ourselves again. All right. We're not praying. Mm -hmm. 
We ain't reading. We ain't doing. But when you're in your right mind, he said, Lord, let me go with you. We begin to ask God, what is your will for my life? And when you're full of the Holy Spirit, it is impossible for an individual to be filled with the spirit of God and is doing the opposite of what God wants to do for his life. Let's pause here and turn to Acts chapter one. When you are, when the spirit of God is moving in your life. When the spirit of God is moving in our life. We begin to do the will of the father. Acts chapter one, verse eight is a familiar passage of scripture. But you shall receive power. You get dominion back. You get your power back. You get the authority of God to be begin to go. Listen, he says, I give you power to what? Tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the works of the enemy. No longer legion. No longer will Satan have power over you or Satan will be in to get into your life. It's not going to happen no more. It's over. That's a done deal. It's a wrap. And I give you power over your enemy uh, legion. When you and I receive Jesus, Lord and Savior, and the Spirit of God comes in our life, he gives us power to fight back against the enemy. And then the next thing he does is says that uh, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, it shall be what? Witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. God says this is the assignment that happens to a man or a woman where the Spirit of God is operating in your life. What are we doing today? And he's not asking us to go very far. He wants us to bloom where we are planted. Listen, go back over to Mark chapter 5. Verse 19, Jesus suffered him not, but said unto him, go home. This man ain't been home in years. Been living his life out there in the streets, lost. But he says, go home to your friends and tell them how great things the Lord has done for thee and has had compassion on thee. Go tell somebody. He wanted him to be able to go home first and tell mama and daddy I'm home for a minute. Because I know they would literally, you know the tears that are falling from their face when you see your child coming. You know how many parents are praying for their children? You know how many children are praying for the parents? People are praying for their loved ones all over the world because they're lost. Verse 20 says, and he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him and all did marvel. He began, he started his witness and ministry. Was he an apostle? Was he a prophet? Was he an evangelist? Was he a pastor? Was he a teacher? No, he was somebody that Jesus came into his life and turned his life around. You know what the gospel means? The gospel means good news. He would go to town, but he began in this place. And every place he went, he began to declare the good things that Jesus had done for him. It's impossible when the spirit of God comes into our life that we could just sit down. And listen, he wasn't worried about getting a job. It didn't say that he went and got a job and came up and started rolling on dubs. It didn't say none of that. 
He wasn't worried about financial stuff. He wasn't worried about the stuff you and I are worried about. He was worried about people that were possessed by the devil. It's the same thing that we should be worried about because God went into Egypt centuries ago and took on Pharaoh who had his children captive. And the Lord went in there and said, let my people go. This man now is going from town to town, revealing to the whole world that it is Jesus that is the Passover lamb and he is the way out. He is the exodus. I wonder if they would have turned him away. How could you turn away somebody that was born blind? How could you turn away somebody that was dead for four days and now they're living? How can you turn around somebody that they wanted to stone, but Jesus forgave them? And that individual starts to talk to you about true forgiveness. Tell you, man, this story right here about Legion is powerful. It says that he departed and began to publish, began to proclaim. In Decapolis, he began in Decapolis, how great things Jesus had done for him. And all marveled. You ever sit there and say, what on earth just happened? We took him to Dr. Phil and Oprah. (laughs) We shot him up with opiates and all that stuff. Nothing worked. But Jesus came and was manifested to destroy the works of the enemy. That's the reason why when, listen, when, when Passover happened in Egypt, it destroyed Pharaoh and they didn't see the Egyptians no more. And the reason why he's manifested even in our life today, years ago, he was manifested in my life and in your life. Do you know that? Because before he was manifested in our life, we weren't living our life for him. Today, we need to wrestle with, are we going to go and begin to publish all the great things that he has done in our life? Or are we going to continue to go out here and have one foot in and one foot out and continue to do the hokey pokey and turn ourselves around? (laughs) Because that's not what it's all about. (laughs) All right. He said, I would that you be either cold or hot. He said, but you're lukewarm. He says, "I, I don't want that. When he served that meal, he says, I don't want that. Either give me fruit cold or give me hot cereal. It's supposed to be oatmeal. Oatmeal ain't, don't come in a box. What are you doing? We don't get oatmeal out and pour milk on top of the oatmeal. You cook that oatmeal, don't you? You get that one minute oatmeal like I do. I don't feel like playing all day. Get the one minute oatmeal. I don't get the oatmeal poured in a bowl. and pour. People are like, yo, man, you're supposed to warm that up. That's supposed to be hot. Oh, yeah, I didn't even know. <laughs> Sometimes we don't even know. We're either supposed to be cold or hot. He said, I I just don't want you. I don't want you. When the Lord says, I don't want you because I'd rather you to be cold or hot or either you're going to be a laborer like this man. This man made a decision. He wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus says, hey, 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 hey. You already got me. But them people at your house don't got you. How did this, how did these demons get into this young man's life? What was going on at the house that introduced him to these things? So we can go a little bit farther. What was it at home that introduced him? Was somebody playing with the Ouija board like we were talking about in Sunday school? Maybe nothing happened to them, but something happened to little Bobby. Maybe something didn't happen to Karen, but something happened to Kim. And next thing you know, Kim ain't home no more. She out there on them streets. 
What is happening at home? How do we just allow stuff to come on our television, on our phone, and just go right straight to our kids and our grandkids? You know the enemy is using that television. Even though you know it, you still don't really care. It's just there for entertainment. Or is it? Or is it really programming? Is it the way in? Is it the what 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 allowed Legion to get into this young man's life? We don't even know. We can see back here that Cain became very angry. He became so angry that God showed up in his life and said, Hey bruh, you're losing it. Hey sister. You are losing it and you're creating an opportunity because when God can sit there and see when a demon begins to move, when that demon begins to get up and begins to come next to you, the Lord says, hey, 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 hey. You better watch yourself because this realm that you and I play in in here, the Father uses people. When G Listen, God just didn't come and manifest himself here on earth. He sent his only begotten son through the matrix that he sends you and I through. Each and every one of us came through that matrix. And Jesus came. Jesus was telling you, I was sitting with my father in glory when I saw Satan fall from glory. And he said, and I stepped through Mary's womb and I came here and I'm here to tell you all, all about it. John said, you know, we need to listen to this man because nobody ever came from glory down to here. Most people come from down here and go to glory. But this one man came from glory down to here and he begins to reveal to you and I what's going on behind the scenes. So we need to take that person that's killing the people and move out the way and say, Satan, you were a murderer from the beginning. And Jesus began to expose the murderer for who he is. And you and I need to understand that you're not wrestling with your family. You ain't wrestling with your so-called friends. You are wrestling against a devil. You hear me? A devil. Amen. That's all I got this morning. Anything on your heart? Come on, let's pray, y'all. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you.